This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu. I'm here with the only wife I hope I ever have. My lovely, lovely wife, Lisa Billy. Hey, baby. What is up, my dear? What's up? You ready to rock and roll? Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. So anyone listening, guys, if you want to submit your questions, we take um, emails at connect at impacttheory.com. And if you want to stay anonymous, we absolutely respect that. But um, yeah, please write in your questions. And now, without further ado. Question number one. Question number one. And so, in fact, to say before we started rolling. <laughs> Without further ado, actually, more ado. Actually, no. Let's throw in some um, ado. Yeah. So, Well by Michelle told us that we should need to save this for the shoot. But, like, so you're fussing with those coasters. Yeah. And it's funny how little things like that. The first time I met you, you were a fiddler. I am, yeah. I like to twirl pens and pencils. That's really my favorite thing. And you know what? For me, like, I sometimes even find myself counting in my head. Like, okay, if he does it another 10 times, then really? I'll ask him to stop. Really? You've never told me that. <laughs> Yeah. The lies that she keeps. I like, don't keep, I just keep This quiet. vicious lie of omission. But every so often I'll tell you. That's and just so now funny. I was about to take those out of your hand. But you weren't counting down? I didn't have 10 more times to play with it? Because I thought in the middle of the episode, if all of a sudden my tone changes, be like, what's up with her? That's so interesting. So it really winds you up like properly. It doesn't wind me up, but it's distracting. And especially with things like this, where I want to be like on point. Right. Wow. Or to be honest, even in movies, Put that's another there. thing. I get distracted easily in movies. Well, can I modify that? You get distracted easily. Yeah. Period. Period. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you accept me for who I am nonetheless. I do. I love and you. And I do with you, you with your fiddling. Indeed. Um, all right. So now we can get to the questions. This one's from Rob Bronbeck. I've observed a different. I've, I've observed a difference in how my girlfriend and I chase peak states and flow. Me through sport, fitness, breathing, meditation, etc., and her through music, dance, food, wine, and friends. I love the music and dance and food stuff, but I feel like her stuff doesn't require real effort. It's easy. Wanting guidance on how to get us doing awesome shit together so we can groove and connect deeply. P.S. Last Sunday we found out that having a hot bath together was pretty awesome. Hmm. Well, so first and foremost, He's really got to look at the, the part of him that's being judgmental and saying, like, I don't feel like her shit is hard, or I think he said it's easy. Um, if that's what she loves, like, she's already won. So the whole point of life is to do things that fill you with joy, give you fulfillment, like, that. that's it. And if she is so lucky that those really simple things that he listed are things that really feel, fill her with joy and make her love her life, then that's awesome. And... 
recognizing it and saying, okay, that's not my shtick, it's not what I want to do, and so we're going to find other areas of overlap. Um, and great story on this. So we just had somebody on the show named Casper Craven, and he and his wife were basically headed towards divorce. Um, they had three kids. They were not happy. They were struggling to get by financially, and they could just feel our relationship's not in a good place, and what could we do? And they decided to sit down together and really process through it, and they started making a shared vision board. And in it, they wrote down, so what are, of all the things that each of, each of us are into, what are the areas of overlap? And there were only two. And he was like, we at that moment had the opportunity to say, well, there's only two, like, look at all these things that we don't have in common, this probably just isn't going to work. Or to say, all right, we've got two, let's build from that. And so that's what they decided to do. And he said, we started looking not at what was wrong, but what was right. Not what was different, but what was the same. And so focusing from that starting point of, okay, there are two things that we both want to do. And I forget exactly what they were, but it was like, one of them was to um, travel to exotic places. So I think it was something like travel to exotic places and create amazing experiences for ourselves and our kids. Okay, that's it. Everything else is different. And so they decided to quit their jobs, sort of. He had one company that he was doing that he could do remotely, so he kept doing that. And then they were going to buy a boat, which took them five years to finally be able to afford. But they set a date, they gave themselves the five years to do it, and they marched towards that. And he said, in doing that, in writing, literally writing together a shared mission statement, hanging it up on the wall with a date that was, for them, it was five years in the future because they'd run the math and how long they thought that it would take them to actually get the boat. And then they finally get the boat and they end up sailing around the world for two years with their kids, one of whom was two years old. And in doing that, he said it completely transformed who we were as a couple, as a family and all that. And I just thought, wow, what a great story of how to respond mm. to, oh, I don't know if we have enough in common. Like, to rather than just expect it to be a state of being that you have things in common, mm -hmm. to go, okay, we have maybe far more not in common than we have in common, but we're committed to each other. So we want to make this an exhilarating relationship. And sitting down and building that together, I thought that was really, really extraordinary. So we can't give them the answer. We simply can present that formula of sit down, write a shared mission statement, figure out what the things are that you guys want to do together, and then figure out with that shared mission of what you want to do, how would that manifest itself in the real world? You know, what kinds of activities is that? And I think that they'll find that there's at least a little something that they can build off of. Hmm. Yeah, um, that was freaking great advice. That was really great yeah, advice. Casper Craven. Um, and I think for me and you, you know, he talks about like state of flow that they both have different activities that they do. Um, me and you do too. You know, there's uh, for me to unwind. I just want to put on crappy TV. Like it's a way. Like I just switch off. It's so mindless. Um, I play on my phone. I pluck my eyebrows. I moisturize. You know, my legs. Like I'll just fuss. But it's actually relaxing for me. And you would find that a nightmare. Like you hate the fact that I watch my reality shows because they just argue all the time. That's why I actually find amusing. But you hate that. But it's like. But that's actually something that I really do enjoy doing. And so for us. You just accept that I, that's what I need and I accept that you do your own thing in the way that you do it. Um, but we also do try to find things that we can overlap, um, like you said, just finding out like the things that we enjoy. Um, but also one other thing that I've kind of noticed in the way that he even phrases this is that it seems, which I totally get, when you're, when you've kind of 
turn to meditation and you feel like, oh my God, I'm finally getting it. Like you get proud because it actually is hard work. I'm trying to meditate myself. Um, it's hard work to really get in that flow. So I would be proud of myself because it's like, oh, I've taken a lot of time and effort to get here. And so it seems like he prides himself on that. But because if his wife goes out and just drinks wine with friends, it's, I don't know, like you said at the beginning, there's almost a bit of judgment there. And I think you've got to let go of that judgment for sure because she probably senses it. Right, the well, hang on. One isn't better than the other. If one, if they're both giving that person the um, the result they're trying to get, then I don't think it's fair to put weight um, to one more than the other of importance. Totally. So, but, all right. Next question. This from Kylie Morgan Lewis. Hi, Lisa and Tom. When you were building Quest, did you carve out time for play or vacations, dates, etc., or did you simply stay head down, focus until it was? Uh, running successfully? So by then we'd already learned about having date night. So there was definitely times where date night was about all we had. And so it would be like a few hours on a Saturday. Um, And there was one time, a very famous story, where date night, Saturday, you were dressed to kill, man. You look good. I remember that. And I remember sitting in the driveway and I'm like, oh my God, yes. We were going to go out. You love dancing. I love watching you dance. It's a perfect combination. So and my stilettos on. Right. And short miniskirt. I mean, it was amazing. And I put the car in reverse and the phone rang. And I was like, oh God. Picked it up. There had been an issue at the facility and we had to go to the facility. And I was, ended up being there for like three hours or something while you were sitting in the car in your stilettos, and your mini skirt. Yeah, I wasn't happy about that. So there were definitely times where things like that happened, um, but we had years before that, at your wisdom, let's be very clear about who was smart enough to implement this, um, that we had time set aside that we knew Saturday night, come hell or high water, like we're gonna spend time together. Um, and that's something where if I ended up having to work during it, we would move it and we would reschedule and make sure that we got that time. And I think that's so important. Like there at the end of the day, there's no substitute for quality time. Like you've got to put in the, the effort and the energy to maintain that level of closeness. And so, yeah, if they're, if they're not doing that, there's really going to be a problem. So we made the mistake that they're asking about we had made earlier at Awareness Technologies where I really had let it become a problem. And you pointed it out and we adjusted behavior. Because, yeah, we didn't go on vacation. Um, so there wasn't almost that reconnection time, which I think is important. Um, and then it just got to a point where I needed to reconnect with you. And, yeah, it became, you know, a big part of, like, I think our evolution as a couple where it's like, okay, yes, I respect the grind. I support you. Like I am, I am got your back. We're in this together. We've developed a goal together. We're working towards, I, you know, everything in our life, except for the vacation, like I was on board, but then it was like, hang on, this is one part of us that we can't neglect. And if we keep neglecting it, cause it had gone to a point where I started to feel disconnected with you. And if we keep neglecting it, there's no, um, I worried there's no going back. So it's like, we have to start implementing this now. And then I think we even had the discussion of what that looks like. Cause you are like, I can't just disappear for a week. Like no matter what, doesn't matter, you know, like I'll happily go away, but I can't disappear. So we sat down and really went over what that meant, right? Like, okay, well, how many hours a day do you need right. to work? Um, and I remember then going away and basically doing it kind of like a schedule where it's like, all right, if you need to respond to emails or you need to get on the phone or you need to deal with something, 
I would say, babe, I'd rather you do that in the morning so that I can I can sit on the balcony and chill while you're working. Right. And then after one o'clock, I need you to myself. And that means not being distracted by your phone or whatever. But then even then, sometimes we'd be on vacation and you're like, I'm waiting for an important call. And I really knew from the get-go, it's like, I know who you are as a person. I know what drives you. I want to see you happy. We sat down and had a discussion about what our goals are. And ultimately, it's like, even when you're on vacation, if you have to take these calls, I get that that is moving us towards our goal. So there's that part of where, you know, for me, I had, I wanted to be understanding. I wanted to be reasonable. I wanted to be supportive, but I wasn't shy to then say, this is what I need for me. Um, and coming up with that flow of what those days look like, like be very logistical, right? Um, and that's, I guess, for us, what really ends up working. And we still do that to this day. I mean, we're about to go away on vacation. And you've already warned me, like, all right, these are the things that I have to deal with while I'm away. And so I know now going into it. But I just feel, you know, if I can get half a day with you every day and we're sitting, you know, looking out at the ocean and you're still working, like, I'm, I'm okay with that and I'm happy about that. I'd rather that than nothing. Mm. So I think it's very important to not just grind, 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 grind when you're in a relationship, especially when you're working with somebody. Because that was also another thing for me and you is that <clears throat> our day-to-day, -day, especially now, it's so entrenched in work that it's important for me to separate sometimes the work and the play and make sure that when we're playing, it's me and you having fun, not work-related. Um, and you need that far more than I do. Yes. I think I play at work more than you do mm. for sure you play a lot more now though before i don't think it didn't seem yeah, it was a different phase of the business you're right. absolutely right like what we're doing now what we're creating now is i am having so much fun and the funny thing is i see that you're having fun and now i don't know if you noticed in fact i, I was expecting you to say something on saturday when we sat down because all i kept doing like i asked you like 30 questions i don't know if you remember but I kept asking you questions and it was all based on the comic book we're doing and how you're feeling about the art and like it was all about work. Mm. But I'd seen that you glow now so much when you're talking about it and when you're doing it that I thought like of all things that he wants to talk about, he looks excited. So I really tried to tap in and engage sure. in the thing that I could see made you um, look that happy. But back in the day, I mean, especially at Awareness Technology, you didn't want to talk about work at all. No. You like, I did barely even knew who like, if you had a desk right. or like who worked next to you because you just like didn't want to talk about it. So, all right, next question. Oh, we have a would you rather segment. Nice. Let's do it. All right. There should be like, whip, whip, whip. I know, like, alarm it's so true. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> In fact, you do the whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. There it is. <laughs> there it is, people. All right, would you rather. Do like a little jingle as well. I can't sing, but. All right, would you rather have a partner who works hard 100% of the time or plays hard 100% of the time? Oh, um... Oh, God, if I had to choose personally work hard, I think. You know, it's interesting. My real answer is if the person really enjoyed playing hard, like when you weren't working, mm. I wanted you to go out and be with your friends. It made me feel mm. good about the sacrifice of working and all that. Like I work so she can go have fun and really love her life. It was before I realized I could love what I was working at. Mm. But that, that really truly like look inside my soul. That felt good for me. I loved that. Mm. Um, so in that way, I would rather have a partner who played all the time, unless it's the work that gave them that buzz and the fulfillment <clears throat> and all that. But if it's somebody that you really love, 
like seeing them happy is such a rush that, yeah. I think that's why I said work because you, especially now, are so happy working and you pretty much do work 100%. At least from Monday to Friday, you work mm. 100% of the time. And Saturday and Sunday, you take a couple of hours off to hang out with me, but you work so much. But I see you happy, so I think that's why. And then also play, I think it all depends on like what does play actually mean? You mean going out and getting drunk and partying all the time? Like I don't, right. I couldn't be a part of that on a, I mean, it's kind of fun, you know, in Vegas on a, yeah, but, but if a, it's something that's, that takes a physical toll, <clears throat> I assumed it wasn't that. It's, you know, playing, going out for a lunch, playing mm. sports, like, yeah, anyway. Would you rather be able to only unwind by yourself or only unwind with your partner? If I had to choose one, then I think I'd want to only unwind with you. Because it's 100%. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Like, if you're... In a relationship, and the only way you can unwind is by yourself, your relationship is fucked. Mm. Today's episode is brought to you by F-U-C-K-E-D. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no way. All right. Would you rather have similar hobbies and conflicting career goals or similar career goals and conflicting hobbies? Well, because I think mm. the vast majority of humanity does not work with their significant other. I think far better to have conflicting career goals with the same hobbies. So mm -hmm. when it's together time That's anyway, fair. you guys are like way in sync. All right, but what about us, me and you? Um, for us, I think it's far better to have, which is until you started playing video games was literally exactly our life. We had conflicting hobbies, but we had the same career goals and it was fucking awesome from my perspective. Mm. Like building something that matters together, winning together. Like really think about this moment for a second. Now this is you and I talking and people can listen if they want. But like really for real for a minute, imagine how different that moment would have been when we um, sold the piece of the company and the money hit the account and like, you knew you'd earned half of that money. Like that was so fucking cool mm. because it was, it was mm. a moment of equals having done something that just seemed almost impossible and we fucking put our heads down and swung for years and years and years and we did it together and it worked. In that, like that moment is one of those things that when I, when I um, if I wanted to spin myself off into a panic attack, I would just think about losing you because it can't ever be replaced. Like those moments happened mm -hmm. and they are the like connective tissue of our relationship. It, and it is because we did it together. Like you and I have built this life together, motherfucker, in a way that I don't, I don't know how to like get people excited about when they're young to build something together. Like, and I don't, it doesn't even have to be a business because the first like seven or eight years of our marriage, it wasn't that together. But we always talked about like, I have a role, you have a role, we're doing it to support each other. This is us together. This is earning everything half, half. Like I've always told people, even this is true to the core of my fucking being. If somebody came with video and was like, oh, she's had like an affair with an, an entire football team, what do you do? I'd be like, divide up our shit and give her half. Like, it's so simple. She's earned her half. So unfortunately, because of that, we would not be able to be together anymore. But she's earned her half. Like, it, when I say I would not miss a beat over that, no matter how hateful your behavior had been, because we did this shit together. And that is, like, so rad. And one of the things in my life that, it, saying that I'm proud of it isn't the right word, that it makes me cocky because of how sure I am that it's the right move. When the attorneys were like, 
Mr. Bilyeu, we highly suggest you not divide impact theory into an when equal partnership to, yeah. between you and your wife. It is a real mistake. You are creating the ultimate divorce nightmare. And I said, that's exactly what I want. Because I want my wife to know, like nothing's more important. Like we're equals in this. We will figure it out. We always have. So yeah, like it, it just, that, that to me is like what I want for everybody who's in a relationship. To where, to the core of your being, you just know, like, that's where we are. Like, we've, over years, like, we, we are not spring chickens anymore, homie. We've been together for, what, 18 years? Almost? Yeah. Be 18 years and two months? It will. So, that's fucking bananas. So, it's like, I can't believe it's almost been two decades. So, it's like, in those two decades, we've so focused on doing things together in attaching meaning to what we're doing. Everybody listening, listen to this right now. We attached meaning to the things that we were doing to make sure each of us felt incredibly valuable because it could have been really easy in the beginning to be like, I'm working, I'm earning the money, you're a stay-at-home wife, like, let's be honest, I should have more spending money. Like, I see people do that. That's such madness. And it was so clearly madness because... The truth of everybody, go watch the movie Daryl. D period, A period, R period, Y period, L period. It was a movie from the 80s, and it was about this robot who has to learn that being imperfect is what makes his mother feel needed, and that once he starts allowing her to be needed and to come into the relationship as somebody who has value, and I remember that really stuck with me. And so right from the jump, we were always like, no, 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 you add a value. No, you add a value. You add a value. <laughs> and so it was like, we were so hungry to make each other feel good about our contributions to the marriage, to make each other feel good about everything that we were doing. We used to refer to you as the CEO of Bill U Enterprises because you were like taking, you just made it work, right? You held it all together and, and even now you still smile because it makes you proud to have been the CEO of Bill U Enterprises. And it's like... And by that, it was, I was a housewife. Right. But... But think about how much more... I think truthful, certainly to the way you were behaving, and how much it honors what you were doing to call it the CEO instead of just saying housewife. Now, if somebody says housewife with, rev with reverence, then it works. Mm -hmm. But since most people say it with like, oh, I'm a housewife. Yeah, I didn't, and I think that's where you came up with the name, because I was like, babe, like, I didn't ever see my life as being a housewife you know like I studied film like this was and I even though we had the same goal like we sat down and said what is our goal as a couple what is our goal as a family and that is to you know go into the movie business how are we going to do that you're going to go out and make money I'm going to be the facilitator and then once we made the money then we'll make movies together um but yeah I remember like after a while like feeling like the housewife, the word didn't sit well with me. And because it didn't sit well with me, it really did affect my emotions, my self-esteem. And that's when you're like, babe, I don't, like, whatever you call yourself, like, I see you as holding this, what you just said, right? This together, and I can't do it without you. Like, you're my partner. You're the CEO of Billy Enterprise. And I was like, yeah, kind of like that. But sorry. You're, no, you're still don't be sorry. That was amazing. Yeah, that was it. No. I mean, that's... Um, the one thing also I'll say is... Um, with me and you, like, when you had even said to the lawyers about, you know, make this a divorce nightmare because I'm going to give my wife exactly half. I even said to you, half, oh, half. Oh. I'm even going to, 
I said to you like, but babe, I, I, if you want to take 51%, like take it. Like I totally get it. I actually was surprised you'd said that to the lawyer because I thought, it's funny how you, assumptions, I just assumed you were going to get 51 and I was going to get 49. And the truth is, is because you do work more than me. You do work harder than me. Um, and so I was like, but so then it doesn't make sense that it becomes equal because there are going to be times where you're going to push harder than I am. And also there was something about like you being the visionary of the company because um, it, it doesn't demean what I do. And I think I bring a shit ton of value to the company. But there was just like, no, I, I get it. But when you were like, babe, I would never do that. It was interesting how like we were on opposite sides, but in the, the other way mm. where most people like, I want 51%. So, um, but it was really important to me to express that to you as well. Um, and I think that that's also why we end up doing so well together. Totally. Oh, it was so, as you were going on as well, there was so much I wanted to like, oh my God, and this, and this. I can't remember, I've got such a bad memory, but what you just said is great. And um, going back to it just needing to be, I think, a goal that we have together, because a lot of couples who may be listening may not be in business together, right? But it could be yeah. somebody who, let's say it's a woman who's staying at home looking after the kids and the guy is out working. Um, if you've agreed as a couple that that's what you guys want to do as a couple, then yeah, 100%, the earnings that, that the husband's making should be 50-50. Because if it was a joint venture that you both decided, this is the life we're gonna live, just because your act is going out, and working, the the woman at home is freaking busting her ass. Like I can barely keep up with Wookie, let yeah. alone. So you know, when you have mothers who have three kids, it's like no, no, no. They're freaking pulling their weight too. They shouldn't have to ask for permission for money. And that was even something me and you spoke about. Was I didn't like the feeling of having to come to you to ask for money because technically you were the one bringing in the cash. Right. And I didn't like how that made me feel because I too believed we're fifty fifty. We're partners. I'm pulling my weight at home. You're pulling your weight in the office and that's where we came up with dividing the budget you get spending money I get spending money so if I want to go and blow it all on a pair of shoes in one shot I don't have to ask you um, and that made such a huge difference as well because I recognized as petty as it may sound and it may feel at the time I realized this could be dangerous and I didn't want to be petty but I was like I can see where this it starts to erode my own self-esteem and right. my own confidence within the marriage. And now it puts our dynamic on very different playing fields, right? You're the one in control and I'm not. And in our marriage, that isn't how it works. We are both equal in that arena. So, oh, that was really nice. I kind of like that discussion. Mm. All right, back to fan question. Lucian Milut. How do you deal with the envy of your significant other enjoying and being truly alive in activities like dancing with other people rather than with you when you want to experience them when you want to experience them together and love your partner the most when they are at that state also what about the other way around when i am doing something that i like and want for my partner to join in so we can share it but my partner is not interested so i end up doing those things with other people yeah, so I mean, going back to the thing that we talked about in the beginning, finding areas of overlapping interest, dragging somebody into something that they're not going to enjoy just because you enjoy it is a recipe for disaster. So um, let's take playing video games. So I didn't approach you about playing video games until one day it occurred to me you might actually be really good at it. And that in finding something that you could be good and like gain mastery and that you would really shine, 
Um, then I was like, you know what, actually you should give this a shot, knowing that, okay, cool, if I could leverage your desire to be good at something and to compete and win and feel good about that, um, to then be able to do something that I really loved, like I wasn't like unaware of that by any means, and that was a, a real driving motivator, but I didn't present it until I thought it was something that was gonna be awesome for you, and that you in and of yourself would be like, this is fun. So finding those things that you can do together, so even if it's not like, there's one thing that you need to do by yourself. First of all, I think people should be really comfortable having things that they do by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, even if they're in a relationship and having what we call selfish time, I think is very important. Um, where in selfish time, is just doing something entirely for yourself, by yourself, doing your thing. Um, but yeah, I think that building something into your lives that you can do together, that you share, I think that's super important. It can be really rad. So... The flip side, or, or not even the flip side, I'll get to that in a second, but the, um, what he said about, oh, when you see your partner really come alive, but they're doing it with somebody else, um, that, that's just insecurity. If they're feeling weird about that, jealous or insecure or whatever, um, so they need to process through what it is that makes them feel that way. Um, some amount of it is almost certainly that they're not communicating enough in the relationship so that they both feel not understand, that they both feel that they're the other person's number one. Mm. So for instance, if I, let's make it really hard. If I were on a work trip and it was a work trip I didn't want to go on. So I was out and it was only because it was in pursuit of my goals, but it wasn't something that I was enjoying in and of itself. And then I come home only to find out that you had been playing and you went out dancing with one of your guy friends and you just had this magical time and I see in your IG post and you're laughing and having a great time. I wouldn't be jealous. Mm. I'd be like, that's so dope. Mm. I'm so glad that you she would. had fun and that I had to go out and like do my thing and that's not fun and I'm a little jealous of the fact that I wasn't playing but I'm not jealous of the fact that she had a great time and I'm not insecure about you being with a guy because and, and by the way, only because you make me feel so secure in our relationship that it would never cross my mind that it was anything more than you had a great time. You would actually, in fact, be like, babe, I'm so glad you had a good time because I had the shittiest time, so at least one of us was having fun. 1,000%. In fact, that's exactly what you would say to me. 1,000%. But that comes from I'm not insecure. Mm. Now, mm. I don't want people to think, oh, like, I'm not insecure because I'm so cool. No. I'm not insecure because of the state of our relationship, mm. because of how we've worked to make each other feel, because we talk about that, that the whole point of being in a relationship is to make the other person feel like they're your number one, feel like they're your number one. Mm. So they feel it in their gut to their bones. They just know that it is true. And in all those little moments where you get tested and you show up and you're like, I told you you were my number one. So yes, something has come into conflict with that, but in no uncertain terms, if this is what you need, I'm gonna be there. And doing that over and over and over, year after year after year. So when you do that, then in those moments, you won't have insecurity. If you started acting differently, then insecurity would surface mm -hmm. in me. So, yeah. And the want good things for the people you love, right? So it's like, I so want you to be happy. Like take even San Diego Comic Con, right? Um, I went all the way there so that we could spend our anniversary together. Yeah. Because you're like, babe, this is important to me. I really want to go. Plus, I want, need to for the business. So it was yeah, like the I never double... would have gone if it wasn't for the business, just to be clear. But yeah. It was the double whammy of you do love going and it's for the business. And so 
I, second year in the row, flew there to come, oh, I, I guess I drove there, but I came to see you. Um, and I could have chosen to stay, but like, it's just not my thing. So I st stayed for a night, we hung out, and then I decided to leave. And you text, like, I didn't hear from you all day. And I was texting you like, hey, hope you're having fun. Didn't hear from you. But I knew you were having fun, so I didn't think twice. You came then home and you're like, I had the best time. You're like, I was like a kid in the candy store. And it was without me, but I was so happy for you. A, obviously I could have stayed if I wanted to, but I chose not to because it would have been miserable for me. But then also seeing you like that when I know how hard you work, it was just, it was beautiful for me to feel. So wanting good things for the person, um, I think is also very important. Word. Um, that is a Frischwazy. Yeah. And oh, there was another thing that you said, which... Um, oh, and the other thing that I do, so you gave the ex um, example of video games. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to push a little on, I disagree a little, because take shopping. First of all, I was like, okay, you don't like shopping, but I want you to come with me. So my first thought was, all right, so what can I offer in exchange so that he can come shopping with me so that he can at least get... So I wasn't even trying to think, how do I find shopping enjoyable for him. I was like, cool, he does something for me, I'll do something for him. So, hey babe, think about what you want me to do, it can be anything, um, come shopping with me and then we'll go home and do whatever you want. And so, you came and not only did you put on a smile, because I think that's a massive thing as well, right? If you're doing something for your partner, you may as well do it with a smile. Like, right. if you're gonna go grumpy, you don't get the points that you're trying to get. So. That was one thing. And then afterwards, I just thought, oh, hang on a minute. He loves seeing me in sexy clothes. So here's a way to take something that he doesn't enjoy and get him engaged in it. So I would say, babe, what do you want me to wear? Like if we go out next week or what type pants or what underwear? Do you want to go to Victoria's Secret? Like make it exciting so that now you're engaged, you're on board. Um, and so that's just another strategy and technique, right, of being able to do something that you wouldn't normally want to do. But now you see the incentive in it and you're like, all right. I'm in. Indeed. All right. So that's all we have time for today, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And if this is adding value to you and you want to say a little thank you, what would mean the absolute world to us is if you went and subscribed. So whatever way you listen to this podcast, if it's uh, Apple Podcasts, go there, subscribe. It makes a big difference, helps us move up in the ranks. Uh, and that really has a big impact. So um, if you would do that, that would be the kindest thing that you could do for us. We'd really appreciate it. And if you want to tell your friends about our show, that would be great. That wouldn't hurt. That um, wouldn't hurt. And then also follow me at Lisa Billu on Instagram and then Mr. Billu at Tom Billu across all platforms. Indeed. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Peace out. Bye. Later. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.